To the Black Minds Matter podcast. I'm Mac. Of course, y'all know what it is. Kick with my man Rev. And this is a now production. Yo, Rev, what's going on with you, bro? Man, what's happening? What's shaking, man? I am on family vacation, but I'm dedicated to the cause. You hear me? Yeah. So we here yeah. anyway. What's up with you, man? What's going on with you? How you feel? Same with you, man. I'm not quite on vacation, but I took some PTO today. I'm supposed to be getting everything packed up because y'all, we making another move. I ain't telling you where, I ain't telling you when. But we moving again, so I'm supposed to be getting all that stuff together. And I got a wedding to go to this weekend. So, you know, it's a lot of transition, a lot of stuff happening over here. Do we say congratulations or condolences? On which part? The wedding or the wedding the part? Oh, the wedding? Congratulations. Big congratulations. I'm this is an awesome, this is a awesome pairing. Um, I'm not gonna talk too much about them too, but I can see how they can go very far, especially with both of their jobs. You know, I mean, they're both doctors, Joe already yeah <laughs> and they're young that's dope that's dope. Yeah. key how you doing sister what's going on with you how's how's life treating you in your neck of the woods life is treating me pretty good my allergies are trying to kill me uh, struggle of living in multiple different regions of the u.s so don't mind me i sound a little more like y'all today <laughs> wow. i doubt fair it enough. fair enough, <laughs> fair enough. I- so so, Mac, um, what is Yo. the topic for today? Let the people know what's happening. Yo, all right. Um, I know we just discussed this right before we got on here. And, you know, I got a whole lot of things I'm juggling in the air. A lot of plates I'm spinning. Dog, I forgot what we just talked about. We just talked about it. Straight you up. said we would be talking about affirmative action. You are trash. I am straight up serious. Like, you all the stuff garbage. I'm doing, I am spinning plates here, homie. I am a a circus attraction. I'm doing it. (laughs) Not only, hold on a second, people. We do a pre-show meeting. Yeah, we We let Matt decide what we was gonna talk about. He the one that said part of action. My ideas, right? (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So affirmative action. (laughs) So I will take over affirmative action. Okay. So if we if we were just looking up affirmative action, so everybody knows. Who it is. If you look up uh, affirmative action in simple terms, it's a program of positive action undertaken with um, basically is to help overcome um, past prejudices to get all groups of people a um, fair and equal opportunity at education, jobs, etc. Okay, we know the country was built on racist practices, sexist practices, etc. Affirmative action sought to rectify that in a way not completely make everything equal because it's not so for a small example um affirmative action people think it's like oh you gotta have it has to be 50 50 or of races and things of that nature that's not necessarily true um it just wants to be properly represented so if you have a town or a city that is three percent people of color let's just say then affirmative action would say in all of your government practices and government buildings and government jobs, you should at least have 3% of the people, people of color. That is the best, most uh, elementary way of breaking it down. And the Supreme Court recently 
has overturned the practice of affirmative action. And this can go all the way back to Brown versus Board of Education, but go back even further, all the way back to Plessy versus Ferguson that said um, separate but equal is equal. You know, we on the Black Minds Matter podcast don't necessarily agree. Um, I'm sorry. Don't disagree necessarily with Plessy versus Ferguson. Because if it is separate and equal, we can ride out. You know, and we've yeah. talked about how um, how Brown versus the Board of Education in a lot of ways helped, but in a lot of ways it hurt us as a community as well. So we're going to discuss the Supreme Court affirmative action, not like the technical thing. You can look that up yourselves, but we're going to discuss our spin on it if Mac's memory works. Are you down for this topic, Mac, even though you don't want to brought it up and forgot it? I'm down. I don't know how much information I got for y'all, but hey, that's how I am with most things. You know what I'm saying? Information just drops. So why are we going to talk about this? All right. Everybody's got questions about so what the affirmative action was cut down or it was discontinued. We'll go with that. Um, so what? It shouldn't be a big deal because everybody's free now. I mean, it's 2023. We don't have to worry about racist practices. We don't have to worry about issues like that. Come on, people. Wake up. Open your eyes. And I ain't talking about you woke folks being woke. No. Pay attention to what's happening around you. For example, Charles Barkley brought up the issue of his school at Auburn, right? He grew, uh, he went through there in his college years and then went on to the NBA, so on and so forth. But he heard about affirmative action being cut out and he decided to set up some funding for black students to be able to go to Auburn because he said he does not want to see his school misrepresented by there not being enough black people there. I believe wow. the numbers said that Auburn has like, I know it was under 20%. I'm not going to give you correct numbers, but under 20%. Dog, can you tell me what state Auburn is in? It's in Alabama. Alabama. You would think there would be more than 20% black people in a school in the middle of Alabama. Come on now. But like I said, less than 20%. I really feel like it was less than 10%, but Mm -hmm. I don't recall the numbers. I don't want to lie to you. I don't want to give you false information. But things that what affirmative action was trying to do was to better represent the people of that area, of that region, of our nation. So we're giving a chance, an opportunity for somebody to come in that would not be allowed to come in if it was left up to the practices of those institutions. Now, let's be real. Once they see those applications come across their desk, if there isn't something like affirmative action saying, hey, you need to grab some of these underrepresented peoples, and allow them in, they would not get in. They would see the name and they would push them aside. They will see the scores, even if they got great scores, but because they are an institution that can allow a certain amount of people or a certain type of people they want, they have all rights to decide that Dante doesn't get in, but Jeremy can. All right, you know, I know some yeah. like Jeremy's too, but y'all understand what I'm trying to say. So, so Mac, check this out. So at the University of Texas, um, yeah, yeah. they have a, a thing like if you go to a state high school and you are in the top 10 percent, you can get into the school. It doesn't matter if you're white or black. So some people say, well, you know, as long as you have practices like that, you don't necessarily need affirmative action. I was talking to one of my high school students when I was teaching in Texas and he was trying to go to um, University of North Texas. And he was talking about the um, the tech program, they have like a computer tech program or something like that, where black people okay. are definitely underrepresented in the tech industry. Now, I don't necessarily think that black people are being 
uh, not allowed, disallowed in the tech community. Uh-huh. Uh, tech community. I just think that's something we're not choosing to go in in droves. In droves. Some of us are, but we're not. That is not an industry where a lot of black folks are like, yep, that's what I want to do so far. It could be growing, et cetera. So far. Give it time. Because right. I'm, I'm looking at these grade school kids being taught a lot of STEM information. But man, my bad. I cut you off. No, 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 please, please. No, no. Talk talk about that. Because like, like because it's now, it doesn't mean it will it will never be. So I agree with you. Right. That's my point. Yeah. 100%. Go ahead. I agree with you fully. So, so no, the interruption didn't bother at all. So I was explaining to him why there might need to be something like either affirmative action, you know, or or some other program. And he was like, well, you know, it's not fair to me because people of color or people of these disenfranchised communities might be be allowed in with lower scores. And I explained to him and I said, I understand that. And for you, the individual, that can be frustrating. I said, but you have to understand that black people people of color, poor people, et cetera, we all didn't start this race at the same starting point, right? So you mm-hmm. might have to allow people to who, who don't have the greatest test score in because in future generations, they'll be able to pull people up, et cetera. Now, are we there at, t- at 2023 where we don't need necessarily need affirmative action? I would, we would like to think yes, but I would say no because the, the, the country, we've talked about this, where mm-hmm. the country is not, I'm sorry, let me start over. In this country, we have only had legalized or illegal, I should say, documentation of racism for 58 years. We did this in the last year's episode when we did the count. Okay, there's only been 58 years of, you know, it being illegal to be racist, like like actual racist is being illegal. So I don't think the country changed in these last 58 years. And we I would say we need affirmative action if we're going to have integration. Mm hmm. Right mm-hmm. now, if we just not going to have integration, then we don't necessarily need affirmative action. But I don't necessarily believe integration and affirmative like can exist without affirmative action. I don't trust the powers that be. And I'll say it again. I don't trust white America that much. And from what I can tell, and we can dig off in this as well as a, as a podcast, as an episode, I should say, essentially, since 2016, y'all figure out what that is. White people here to take their country back. Right. Like, like, yeah. like, like white Americans are like, hey, we are trying to take our we're 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 attempting to take our country back. We are making America great. What? Again, 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 again means to go back to a time where we, we yeah. exactly. So that's what I think. So I think affirmative action is needed. The fact that it is it is not um, that it has been taken away by the Supreme Court. I'm like, eh, do we really trust white America? to allow people of color and people not like them in not only in colleges, but in other institutions and give fair opportunity. I would say there it is. Yeah. And that's what I'm worried about, man. Um, We had affirmative action to give us a step, a a foot in the door, basically before y'all slam the door in our face. Hey, you need to allow a few of us in there. See what I can do. Let me show you my works because you'll never find out if you never hire any of us. You'll never find out if you never allow any of us to be any of your students. You'll never find out how great we can be if you continue to close the door before we can even get to it. So that's why our affirmative action is here. Now that we've taken it away, I'm just worried that we won't see ourselves represented in a lot of these places. If people don't see yourself in a higher position or in certain positions, like, you know, 
I don't know, a job that you just don't see black people in. If you never see them there, you never think that that's for you. You never think that you can do that. But once we have our faces in those positions, we can say, hey, I can aspire to be, I mean, let's look back in history. I can aspire to be a doctor. I can aspire to be a judge. I can aspire to be a lawyer. I can aspire to all these things because somebody else has already done it. It is possible. It's believable. But you start wiping that away, our poor kids ain't got nothing to really look up to. Now, yes, there are plenty of examples of people going above and beyond that. And like, I don't care. I'll be the first, whatever it is. But the people that have control of those practices, that allow these students into their schools, that decide who gets hired into their companies, if they feel like you don't need to be there, we won't be there. And we have nothing to stand upon because now the courts are saying they don't have to allow you in. So, so what do we do? How do we continue to prosper? How do we continue to grow? I have an idea, but let me hear what you got to say. So check this out. You said something, right? You were talking so, about, you know, they haven't seen it. And it is hard to be what you cannot see. Right? Mm -hmm. It is hard mm -hmm. to be what you cannot see. So if it, it, it's going to be hard for me to be, uh, you know, if I've never seen a black person as a dentist, it might be harder for me to think that I can be a dentist. It's not impossible. Right. Okay, not impossible, but it's going to be hard. This is why back when me and you were kids and they said, what do you want to be? None of the black kids ever said president of the United States because we no. never saw it. But mm -hmm. since 2008, Barack Obama, now you have more kids saying I can be the president because we've seen it before. So so I agree with that. Um, I have a question I want to ask, but I want to get you. You said you had a little bit more to go. Do you want to get, in, get into that before I ask my question? Go ahead, because be mine is going... Oh, it might be a spinoff. All right. Well, my thoughts on our next move, because, you know, it's always the next move. All right. These things have happened. But with your chess moves, you need to be thinking three or four moves ahead. So what's the next move? What you going to do? And what is your final goal? People there, uh, I have an understanding. I have a feeling. I have a thought that we're going to be pushed out of certain sectors. We're going to be excluded from a lot of different positions that we're going to need as a culture. And as a, a, a nation of peoples, I'm not saying United States as a nation. I'm saying African-Americans, black people, um, Africans living in America, whatever you want to call yourselves. We're going to need some of these things. They're not, they're not going to allow us to become, allow us to be. So what do we do? We go back to Reconstruction. What did they do back then? When they weren't bringing their doctors into our neighborhoods, we taught ourselves how to be doctors. When they weren't bringing banks into our neighborhoods or they were giving us crazy rates, we made our own banks. When the pilots didn't want to fly us or keep us in the back of the darn airplane, not just the bus, we got our own pilots. We got our own airports. Yo, look at places like Tulsa. Look at places like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, there's so many of them that just got burned down and just torn apart in that reconstruction era. But if you look at these places, they decided that if y'all not going to let us in, we still need these things. We're going to do them ourselves. So I feel like we need to get some areas, some lands, some places to be. There's some places to come together and congregate and protect them. Learn from the past. The reason they failed, not because we wasn't making money, because we couldn't protect ourselves. Yeah. So let's start there. Get the walls up. Get your protection. Um, prevent those who are disgruntled with our actions to come in and take it like they did before. Get like that it. set up and then work from the inside out. But you need to have a perimeter. You need to have some protection. That's so, just my thought. So I want to I throw the key really quickly before before we, um, before we get any further. Uh, so, Key, what do you have to say about this? Uh, I, like, I like Mac's idea. Um, you know, basically, hey, we got to build it for ourselves or whatever. 
But uh, go ahead, Key. What you think about affirmative action this entire thing? What's up? Well, first, I, I agree with Mac. I think I've said it on the podcast before that I don't necessarily support desegregation. Um, I think that we were doing better when we were separate and had our own. <clears throat> One of the things that I took away from the reversal of affirmative action was the way that they went about doing it. Mm-hmm. So what happened was uh, there was an organization that was formed by um, Edward Bloom, I believe. And don't quote me on who he was exactly. Um, but he created an organization, an organization um, called Students for Fair Admissions. And a lot of the people that were participants in this organization were actually Asian Americans. Mm-hmm. And they were a lot of the push behind um, reversing affirmative, affirmative action because they were led to believe that many of their, um, their admissions were suppressed to kind of save places for white students since they let so many black students in with affirmative action. So that was kind of their way of balancing things out. And because of that, Asian Americans weren't getting as many admissions. So what they did technically to reverse affirmative action was to pit minorities against each other, which is not something we haven't seen before. So for me, what I took away from it is that, I mean, at the end of the day, black people still have to stick together. We can't as many, as much as we like to use the POC term, meaning people of color, meaning all people of minority descent, really we got to stand up for ourselves because at the end of the day, if any of the other minorities seemingly have the opportunity to step in our place, they will. And And we've seen that. And they have. So even specifically like with the Asian Americans, it was kind of a slap in the face to the black community, seeing as how the Asian Americans have infiltrated the black community for years, especially when it comes to business. Um, So for me, it was just kind of like a, I mean, it wasn't a surprise but it was just like a real a real slap in the face where it's like y'all have sold hair care chinese food like all of these things that we've helped y'all build your money build your your infrastructure only for y'all to band with white people and try to pretty much eliminate us from the 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 upper echelon of higher education because we can still get our degrees at the end of the day i still think that we need to be supporting hbcus anyway for this very reason Yep. But it was just kind of, it was a little eye-opening, I would say. As far as that supporting HBCUs, I am totally with that. To my HBCUs, please get your stuff together. As a person who went to HBCU, it was a struggle with the financial aid stuff. It was a struggle to get paperwork in. I was three different people at my school because they messed stuff up. Please get your stuff together. Get it in line. You're about to have a whole lot of students coming your way because they're going to be kicked out of Wisconsin. They're not going to be able to get into Nebraska. There's going to be some issues. It's not going to allow them to get into U.S. Man, I'm telling you, we got to watch out and pay attention. These HBCUs are going to be really needed now, and they need to get their stuff together because they were so unorganized when I went. Now, consider it's been over 20 years, but yo, y'all. You're old. So that was not what I was looking for. I'm just going to jump in here to to save the sibling (laughs) rivalry. So I have a question. So... I, I hear what Max said, build it first. And I agree with with Kara that, that desegregation is, you know, it it hurt us. I under like I'm torn. Because in a way I'm like, yeah, it's a good thing. But then I'm like, no, it 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 hurt us as well. So was follow me, follow my logic. I'm gonna ask the question. Follow I, me. I gotta do some explaining. 
-hmm. was desegregation a ruse? Was desegregation a ruse? Watch. Watch my logic. So black people build them for themselves. I I told you a story about my, my mom. When she was a kid, never remember going to a white dentist. Mm-hmm. And I only remember white dentists for me, right? So the ruse is, is this. Black people doing for themselves, doing for themselves, doing for themselves. Let's bring them in, right? Have affirmative action. And then years later, cut the legs from underneath them. Now we don't, we can't live without going to a, like like a, a white dentist, if you will. We don't have as much infrastructure for our schools. So even if we have all these HBCUs, let's say this. Do we have enough to house all the black college students? The answer is no. So what? No. that's what I'm saying. Was desegregation a ruse to cut us off? Because they saw what we were doing in the first place, building for ourselves. Imagine for a moment, before I throw to, throw to these two very intelligent people I'm talking to right now. Imagine had we never desegregated. How far along yeah. it would be. So exactly. how do you stop this? You bring them in, right? Mm-hmm. Get them dependent on others so they're no longer dependent on themselves. And then you say, we're no longer helping you. Now people Yo. just left out to dry. What y'all think of my hypothesis? You know what I'm saying? My philosophizing here. What do you think? It sounds like a strategy that's used in many other places. You know what I'm saying? Get them so dependent on you. They can't live without you, even though they probably could. But now they have no chance of going without this substance. I'm sorry, this uh, institution. They have no way of moving forward. I come and buy from the push. I'm sorry, from the government and just figure out a way to keep interjecting the fact that they need this item or this substance. I'm sorry, this company. So they can live. I don't know. Maybe I'm just wrong. Maybe I'm thinking about some movies or some shows I've seen before. I don't know. Key, what do you think about my philosophy or my question that I think go ahead. I'm sorry. I think you're spot on. I think it was intentional. I mean, it's the same thing they did with, you know, public assistance. It's the exact same process. Like you said, they've used this this tactic many times. So they know Mm -hmm. that it works. Um just like now, I mean we we get the impression that public assistance helps black people most when really it doesn't. Or things like Planned Parenthood help Black people most when really it doesn't. But we are led to believe that. And yep. same with, with these schools or these institutions. Like, oh, thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to go to school. No, we didn't need that. We were going to school before. We taught y'all school. Right. Exactly. Go and, way back. Y'all learn from us. And here's, Man. The, here's the thing. Had there been less desegregation, then there would probably be more HBCUs to house enough, but now we don't need an HBCU. So for example, I went to Illinois State University, still go to Illinois State University, but had desegregation not happened, they would have had to make more schools so that I could go, you know, Mm because eventually we would have been, it would have been too populated. So it would have forced it. When I say forced, but forced in a good way, we need to grow, we need to expand. But now we don't need more Howards and Fisks and and the sort right we don't need more Mm -hmm. more houses we don't need more alabama states because i can just go to illinois state i don't have to go to alabama state right and not only that 
you take an intelligent person like me and I'm putting all my financial um, resources and my intelligence into building out a predominantly white institution instead of using what I have at a predominantly black institution. So what we do say is it worked. They it, oh oh it worked. It, it's still working. Yeah, and it's and it's still working. So I think the 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 ruse is desegregation. Oh, that really didn't work because because white America was too smart to allow it to work. So then let's force it into affirmative action. And then after a while, we're going to pull affirmative action away so they can. So so now those people who are negatively affected by affirmative action being taken away don't have anything to stand on. Where do we turn? So now all these black students, let's say black students all of a sudden stop being admitted. Right. Mm -hmm. Where do they turn? We don't have we don't have enough Howards. We don't have enough Alcorn states to house mm -hmm. all these black students. So then what? And we don't have the infrastructure to build our own schools at this point. So what do we Not do right now? now? What do we do? I don't think that it's a bad thing because especially in the time now where most of our HBCUs are underfunded and on the verge of closure to reverse something like affirmative action is just putting us back in our own pocket. <clears throat> what I want to stand on is if they don't want our black scholars, then we shouldn't give them our black athletes because yes, all of the money, if, if all of the money that our black athletes are bringing to these POCs were, were put into our HBCUs, then we will be okay. I agree. So mm -hmm. I, I'm not worried. I'm just hoping that as a mass that we understand, okay, fine. If you don't want our intelligence, you don't get our brawn either. No, and no, with that, go ahead, Matt. Go, and with that, it also goes to the things that happen after you graduate. So, what do these other PLCs have that we don't have? Our alumni that reach back and send money to the school to help keep the school afloat. That is a big issue at my school where we're talking about why don't most of our alumni, yeah, you have big alumni that send some cash back, but overall, we don't have a lot of people that graduate and then they send money back to help keep the school going. It's because, you know, a lot of us are still struggling. Think back. There's a lot of people who are getting degrees and they've got jobs that aren't paying them in a way that their degree really deserves. You know what I'm saying? Like they're in positions with this. Uh, I'm going to just throw some stuff out there. You got a mathematics degree, but you working as a forklift driver because there was nowhere you could use that mathematics degree. Not that's going to make a lot of money. And so there's a lot of guys who's got you know, diplomas and degrees and all kinds of numbers and names behind them, but they can't use them because those jobs aren't open to us. And with affirmative yeah. action being taken away, how are they going to get those jobs now? So you could be highly educated, but if you can't get your foot in the door of the job, you ain't going to get that money. If you ain't getting that money, you can't send that money back to the school to help the next person. Right. So there's a whole lot of stuff that's going to happen here, y'all. We got to band together. Right. And that's the whole point. Like, you know, if we could have our own institutions, if we could have our own schools, et cetera. So to stop depending on a government that has proven year over year, time over time, a society that has proven year over year, time over time, that they don't support and don't love us. But we are depending on things, people, and governments that don't love and support us. So maybe this is the time that we band together. But you know what? I think this is barbershop talk. You know what hmm. barbershop talk is? Hey, I heard every community uh, solution in barbershops and I never saw yeah. any of it done. Nothing happens. Nothing. Right. It's just all talk. Nothing happens. So anyway, we're going to wrap here on this uh, short 
um, chapter of the Black Minds Matter podcast. Let us know what you think about the episode. Hit us up, thenow.esc1981 at gmail.com. Um, what do you think about affirmative action? Do you think it is it is great? Do you think it is it, it needs to be over, et cetera? Um, you know, and then the question I asked, was integration a ruse? A ruse. Was it what is it a trick? Was it a part of the plan? Hey, they're building out too much. Black Wall Street, these black doctors, these black teachers, et cetera, these black neighborhoods, et cetera. Oh, we know how to we know how to take this away from all. Bring them in here. So then they don't have a, a leg to stand on on their own. And then later on, we're going to chop it off and say, nope, it's all free for all. And now we don't have our own. So so that's what we got. Uh, Matt, go ahead. Close this out, bro. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, you you on point. And I just want you all to pay attention to what's going to happen around us. Uh, don't be blind. Don't act like it's not going to happen to you. Because if it happens to the person next to you, it will eventually come to your, your neighborhood, come to your front door. So be ready for it. Um, people. There's so much more to be said on this. There's so much more that all three of us have to say on it, but you know we ain't gonna keep you here forever. So take these conversations and have them with your people, have them with your friends, and come together and figure something out. We need to have a meeting where it's just us in it. But you know how that goes. I mean, we saw what happened to the Black Panthers. So in the meantime, between time, hit us up at our email and at Gmail and all that stuff that Rev just said. Hit us up on Instagram and everything else we didn't told y'all about. And again, have these conversations, but let's push them forward. Let's follow behind some of these black people that's trying to make something happen for us. Support them, because before you know it, they ain't going to be there and we ain't got nobody to lean on. So leave y'all as we usually do with peace. Love. We out. Yep, you hear the music. That means you just completed another chapter of the Black Minds Matter podcast. Please subscribe, rate, review, and download wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Also, you can find us on YouTube. Just search the Nile. That's the n dot i dot l dot e dot, and you will find us straight away. Also, connect with us on IG at the Nile dot est nineteen eighty one, and on Gmail at the Nile dot est nineteen eighty one at gmail.com. Check us out, and we appreciate you all. Peace. <laughs>